Here we are on a glorious Monday. I like it, man. I like it. I like. It. I love the '80s vibe behind it. I, I like yeah. it. I don't know about Josh. Uh, Josh isn't on yet. He, he might okay. be. He might be joining us later on. We have Mary Blonde to thank for that. Check him out on YouTube and Spotify. Uh, he is a, uh, a you know up and coming artist who's trying to gain notoriety just like we are with our podcast. He's currently got about five thousand followers on his YouTube page. Check him out, and he's got a lot of other stuff. Uh, liking the song, thank you to uh, Various Blonde there uh, for hitting that up. Anyways, man, damn, we got uh, a big show here, man. We got lots of action, man. Lots of action. Lots, lots of that, dude. I, I, you know, the NBA playoffs are upon us. Uh, we're in the second round. But first, before we get to the playoffs, I have to ask you, man, and you, you, you and I have talked about this dude quite a bit. Is, is, there, something, is there something wrong with Kyrie Irving? Is there, yeah, like, yeah. At this mentally, point, at this point, at this point, I, I, had, I just have to say that there's just something wrong with Kyrie Irving, really, you know. Um, I don't go based on the last, like, five years of track record. He has evolved into, like, an Antonio Brown of the NBA almost, in a way. Yeah, but honestly, man, without – all right, I know Kyrie's got a ring playing second fiddle to LeBron, but A.B. was probably, for six years, the best wide receiver in the league, give or take. I don't know if Kyrie Irving has ever been a top five point guard in the league. No, he has. Come on now. Don't say that. No. Okay. 40, 50, okay. 90. Come on. Okay. He's good. He's good. No, no, no. All right. I said top five point guard in the league at any point in time. Let me ask you, are you taking him over Steph Curry? Like current day right now or like Just, in, in the in past? The last, in the last five years. I'm not taking Curry over him. What, I'm not taking him over Curry, sorry. Okay. Chris Paul. Uh, yes, I will take Kyrie over, over, over Chris Paul. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, what about Damian Lillard? No, I will not. Okay, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, some of the other uh, point guards in the league in the last – Last five years. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to – because the West was always loaded with them. I'm trying to remember. Westbrook okay. doesn't belong in that conversation. Okay. You, know, um, you have, uh, like, you have your John Walls and your, you know, John Wall. You know, you have oh, uh, guys one. that have made all-stars in, in spurts. Right? Kyle, Low- Kyle Lowry. I, I would definitely take Kyrie Irving over Kyle Lowry. All right. What about uh... – what about Trey Young? 
Mm, yes, I will take him over John Morant? No, I will not take him over John Morant. Okay. All right, so, all right, fine. You can make the case then that maybe Kyrie Irving is a top five point guard in the league. But I, he does, I don't know, man. This dude, he's crazy. He doesn't, I'm at a loss for words. I can't speak, Sam. I, I can't even talk because this dude bothers me so much. And this, yeah, no, I can, I can I, look based on track record. I could definitely tell, you know, that you're irked by every, everything this guy does kind of irks you the wrong way it just rubs you the wrong way all the time I, I i it i understand it but you know he still is a premium player you know um on a roster right regardless of what anyone says but i would would you want him on your team if you are an owner of an nba team right now knowing his track record knowing the fact that over the last five seasons, he's averaged playing 55 games in the, in the, in the season. I mean, I could say the same thing about, about Anthony Davis, but the truth is you're absolutely right. I will never, ever, as an owner of an NBA team, I will not take Kyrie Irving because he's just too much of a headache as a player. There, there you go. Okay. Okay. He okay. always has something going on. You know, if, it, if it's not the – you know, the, the, the want to be off of teams or to bring the right person onto the current team that he's on to, uh, you know, uh, the vaccination thing in the last year, right? So he's always had issues. Like, he probably is the only person in the history of the NBA to say, I don't want to play with LeBron James, which is fine. I mean, but it's still a little bit of a slap in the face for LeBron James, who's considered, I would say, he's a top three, top five player of all time, you know? No way, no way. But but to say I don't want to play with a top three, top five all time NBA player shows that you have you might have problems, not him per se. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, so now him and Stephen A. Smith are going back and forth. I think he called or Stephon and Kyrie's I call him Stephen A. Smith and Uncle Tom. Uh, it's just it's just kinda of crazy right now because Stephen A went in on uh, on Kyrie earlier this week last week maybe um it's all time running together right now but i i can't yeah i don't know man Kyrie, if i'm the nets i don't care if i piss off kd KD's at the end now i kd swept by the celtics i know the celtics are a very good team on that level you can't be getting swept like lebron's been swept before in the finals okay but you're getting swept in the first if you're, if you're Kevin Durant. I, I, I don't think Kevin Durant is the same player since he's No, no, no. But see, the thing is, I, I have to say one thing uh, about uh, that, that particular Brooklyn squad. I'm not stepping up for them or I'm not standing up for them, but Steve Nash is not a good coach. Steve Nash made no changes to his game plan from games one through games four. It's the most ridiculous display of coaching I've seen in four games with stars on your team. You know, that's where, you know, the team that has Steve Kerr, the team that has Popovich, the team, like you can make it competitive but with a rookie coach. Bro, he actually sucks as a coach, to be honest with you. He's terrible, man. He makes no adjustments from game to game, quarter to quarter, minute to minute, bro. He makes no adjustments, man. None. 
<laughs> He's got to go. And we got Josh here, man. Josh, glad you're joining us earlier than I anticipated. You said you were going to catch us on the back half of the show. That's why I led with the NBA, because I know that your PC white ass doesn't know anything about basketball. So I uh, figured we'd lead off with the NBA. Uh, but uh, you're here now, so if you you know feel free to chime in on any of the NBA talk, even though I don't I don't really think you know much about basketball. So I know a little bit about basketball, just because I'm a little white boy and and doesn't really like to watch it that much until the playoffs. Doesn't I don't always watch Sports Center with Stephen A. Smith. Come on, man. Okay. That's all I need to know. Stephen A. Smith knows everything about every single sport. Wow, even though he gets right. a lot of the no, football and baseball every stuff wrong. He knows Stephen A. Smith knows everything about everything. Get it right, man. I know. I don't know about all that, but uh, yeah. he does look uh, yeah, most annoying. Oh, by the way, can I just touch on something? There are rumors now. Have you heard this rumor? You know, so Jalen Rose used to be married to Molly Quarum, right, the uh, host on yep. the first take. There's rumors now that the reason they got divorced is because Stephen A. Smith was sleeping with Molly. Wow. Is that I mean, why look, I wouldn't Max put past him. He's a douchebag. He's a scumbag. He's one but, scumbag of an individual, right? So I wouldn't put it past him. If we're just looking at, like, coolness factor and looks, Jalen Rose is, like, way, way far above Stephen A. Smith. Not like, to no, mention oh, Jalen Rose played a professional sport, right? He played a professional sport. He's about six foot seven. Like, you know, he's he's I don't know, man, but we'll we'll see. But you Stephen know, A probably got into like a debate with her on why she should sleep with him and she lost it, you know. She lost the debate. Probably. <laughs> no, that's that's one man that I, I think he makes some good points every now and again. But who is actually making the points? Is it the writers that are telling him, Here, this is what you need to say about this or is it actually him? But no, I think he's a racist piece of shit. I can't stand no, it. I agree with you, Josh. I, I completely agree with you. But one thing else I, I, I wanted to just point out, you know, when it comes to these Stephen A. Smiths, your Nick Wrights, I think any news and having any take on any news is considered important to them. So they feel like they need to say something about everything that happens. Well, they also need to feel, they feel the need to say something controversial because it moves the needle, right? Like, yes, then it goes exactly. viral. And there's a bunch of people talking about it. It's just like it's the same thing Skip Bayless. And it's it's part of the thing that I hate, but also part of the thing that I feel like on our show we sort of have to do to, to, to get shit to get talked about. But that's what they do. Colin Cowherd, Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, Nick Wright. Some of the shit they'll say is logical, and I'm fine with that. But then they'll throw just random shit out there that doesn't make sense. And you say, I think no, they think it doesn't make sense. But it's going to go viral. It's going to be shared out there on Twitter. People are going to be talking about it. And that's how they get the attention. Because people will tune in to tell you or fucking hate watch the next ridiculous thing that they say. And that's, unfortunately, that's the world we live in, where people do do and say dumb shit, and it goes viral, and that's how they get their 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, who knew of Max Kellerman at all, besides the people that I watch like boxing? I, besides I people Ma- that yeah, watch Max has always boxing. had, like, a realm in boxing, right? So he was, he was with HBO yeah. as well, or Showtime, one of those two, right? 
was HBO. But HBO, I didn't know yeah. he was so, I mean, he was all into sports like this, and all of a sudden he gets this shit with with Stephen A. I'm like, well, does he actually know his stuff? Some things, yes. Some things, probably not. I think they just wanted somebody that they thought could yeah, be. They needed somebody Stephen besides Skip Bayless. Yeah. They needed yeah. they needed another Skip Bayless, you know, pretty but much. Then, but then they kicked Matt Kellerman out. He didn't vibe with Stephen A. Smith, so they booted him. So, well, that's because he's white. Oh, no. Wow. Okay. I'm a little uncomfortable here. That was so. a joke. <laughs> Turn the you, said, here. you said we got to make right, it so. interesting. You're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> got to say controversial <laughs> things, right? Well, yeah, yes. Go ahead. Say controversial things. And, uh, live it up. Yeah, just you know, we'll nah, maybe we'll uh, take some clips and we'll put it on YouTube. Um, the day that Osama bin Laden's cousin gets like a job at ESPN, that's when I'll have something like political to talk about, right? According to you, Mike. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you do match with them. I, 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 I wow. I'm not quite sure if you're. <laughs> no, I'll talk about me with the white boy. Jeez. <laughs> you see this? You see this, Josh? You see this? Oh, I lived it. I see. I know how Mike is. You're a bit. Listen, so so Josh, me and Mike have been to a couple sporting events. Like, and every single sporting event we go to, they look at his ticket. They're like, "Oh, you're good. You're good. Go ahead." They look at my ticket. Like, you motherfucker, cav- cavity search real quick. Come over here. <laughs> every single time, the U of M game against Nebraska, the Pistons games at Little Caesars, and at Auburn Hills, both. Same dude. Wow. Dude, and also. You were stopped at the airport on the and way. at the airport on the way to Dominican Republic, and I almost missed the flight because the guy's like, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna check your shit because you look like a." Jeez, oh, Pete. Oh, I was like, you know, you know what I said to you know what I say to every one of these situations. It's cool, man. I'm I'm giving you guys the opportunity to do your job. All right, I'm I'm completely hey. running a decoy right now just to make sure you guys do your job. So go ahead and do it. <laughs> just, just when he's sticking up there, just go to the little to the left. It's where it's at. <laughs> Last time I went, when I went, to, I flew out to Boston, and they searched me. Of course, as usual, I walk in, I literally start laughing. I was like, "Which way for the cavity search, dude?" <laughs> <laughs> every every time, and, and you know, it's, yeah, it's for Sam. I, I I'm just like walking out. Like That's that. why I gotta go like five hours ahead of time before I fly or travel anywhere because I'm gonna get stopped for sure. You say, oh, I'm sorry, my wife put that in there. Sorry, we we had fun last <laughs> night. You know what? If I'd be the dumbest fucking criminal in the world if I was ever like trying to smuggle shit because I always get pulled in regardless. You know whether I was or I wasn't. You know. I would literally have to be the dumbest criminal in the world to try it. The next time, the next time we travel somewhere and we're flying, I'm gonna sneak a pocket knife into your luggage. Oh my god! Oh my, I, you're Mike, gonna get I will literally bro. pull that pocket knife out and probably cut you if you did. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you guys hear the new thing that they're doing with with What's uh, that? like they're they're placing hooks in your ass? They are literally sticking hooks up your, their ass. Like what the fuck? Five people in in no way. Cincinnati or, or, or Ohio had been to the nursing, to the nurses or the ER with that situation. Like what? What in God's what are, green what earth would even think about you, doing that? Oh Jesus! Oh yeah, it, it's real. <laughs> Messed up. Well, 
if Josh, <laughs> leave it to Josh to be the I, most up to date person of new ways to penetrate your asshole. Hey, you, you remember Dan Link, right? Guys. <laughs> All right, can we move on? Yeah, we can move on now. Instead of right. talk about anal probes and things of that nature. Okay. Hey, Boston there's aliens. I love that dude, alien probes. I know. Uh, Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, game one impressions, man. Uh, the Bucks defense uh, looked really good. I mean, they were super physical with um, with Boston, and they held Tatum in check. Um, Giannis got his. Uh, you know, even though they were missing Chris Middleton, uh, they they won they won the game fairly handedly. Uh, this game was not that close down the line. Um, Giannis goes for twenty four. Drew Holiday went for twenty five, and they held Tatum to twenty one points on six of making shooting. So, uh, good sign for Milwaukee. Uh, do you guys think Milwaukee wins this series, or do you think Boston's going to come back? See again, I think I go through the chance, coach. man. Yeah, I mean, look, I think Boston, Boston again lacks the the uh, the coaching to make the necessary adjust, adjustments, you know, to to buttonholes, right? And um, I think not having Middleton, I, bro, I, I have to say this for the Bucks, for for a, a championship team that's lost their second All Star, I would say Portis, Lopez, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, these guys have. Literally, you know, especially Portis, they've stepped up in absence and done damage, you know. And I think until teams figure that piece out, how to take care of the supporting cast, they're focusing on the stars. They've always, they always have. You're, you're, you're Drew Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis. That's kind of the deal, you know. Um, now you have anyone that can drop, you know, double-digit point, double-digit rebounds and, and provide defense. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. I, I I think Milwaukee's the better team out of the two. Um, Giannis, he, they're the world champs. They're the world champs for a reason. Boston's got to keep up with them, and I just don't think they have enough firepower to do it. Yeah, I don't see it happening either, Mike. I, I don't give up on Boston just yet. They did sweep KD Kyrie in the first round. Uh, I, I, I also think that Giannis, 24 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists. But he turned the ball over five times, and he shot nine of 25 from the dude. Dude, his his free throw percentage, his turnovers, that is where the they need to focus. You know, they need to focus on on slowing him down just enough where it's too much for the supporting cast to give without Middleton. Yeah. Now, so, Boston also only shot 33 percent. And they were that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen in a seven-game series. They're not going to be cold for seven games, you know? Exactly. No, I think it's and a seven-game so series. I do believe that they can isolate Giannis, who doesn't have a jump shot, who's not great. Who's not a great three-point shooter. He's a downhill player. He's not even a good free-throw shooter, so you can foul him as well, really. You can, exactly. I, so I, I think, honestly, if I'm the Celtics, I'm taking away the lanes from Giannis. I'm fouling him. Uh, you know, I'll I'll play. If I'm Boston, I'm everybody. I'm playing Theus. I'm playing Nesmith. I'm playing whoever I need to put on there. 
to get fouled, to get fouled when the ball it was hacked at that time. They knew it was back in the line. So they rotate Will Purdue, Bill yeah, White. bums, complete bums. To other guys just to get out there and, and give fouls because they didn't need them to score or do anything. Just just go out there and and and, and foul Shaq. You know, you have and then you got you got you then you have like like forwards like Judd Bushler that has five fouls to give. You know, he'll come right. in and start hacking away as well, right? Exactly. Exactly. Randy Brown, right? All these bums wow. that you can throw in there to take fouls just to put them on the line. You know what? Give it. Give him the opportunity to beat him at the line. Right. So I I don't know I don't I I, I Milwaukee is a very good team, but I do again you, rookie coach bro, Austin's got a rookie coach. Yeah, but. I don't know. He's been around the block for a while. It's only yeah, but still, Brad Stevens has moved up to a, a full GM role now, you know. And, and his coaching staff, yes, he's left an imprint of it behind, but uh, he's still a rookie coach, man, you know, with, with no playoff experience per se as a head coach, you know. Um, You're right. And, but don't he was under Greg Popovich. You're right. You're right. And he played – and, and didn't, didn't he play – didn't he – not play. Didn't he uh, – wasn't he an assistant on the Raptors as well? No, no, he wasn't. Okay. Oops. No, but he played in the NBA for about eight years in the NBA. Then he was an assistant coach under Popovich for seven years. Then an assistant in Philadelphia under under Brown for two seasons. Then he was in Brooklyn for two seasons. Now he's a head coach. So I get it. He's a first-time head coach, but – He's been an assistant now for 10 years before getting his shot. Steve Nash, rookie coach, never was an assistant. Never it, spent any I, time. I, I agree. I agree. And, and the dynamics are completely different. And that's why the results are different, right? Right. Exactly. And Excuse me. That's why the results are different. But still, Budenholzer still has the, the advantage as, as a head coach when it comes head-to-head with this guy. You're right. You're right. He's outthinking him by 10 paces, really, honestly. I, I still think the Celtics. I, I I don't think Milwaukee gets it done in less than six games. I think this will go. But they still get it done in your eyes, though, right? I don't know, man. I I'm I'm not. I'm actually leaning towards no. I do think the Celtics are going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I their defense is so. It's the good. same concept that we spoke about. They got hot at the right time. They got hot at the end of the season after the All Star break, going in. They got hot going into the playoffs. They swept, uh, you know, a, a great team. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I think the buck stops there, honestly. No, literally, no no pun intended. Okay. All right. Moving on. Um, right now, this game is going on now. Miami is playing Philadelphia. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. It's only second quarter. And Miami's going to win. Is Philly Harden's going to choke. Harden's going to choke as usual, right? And uh, Embiid is 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 playing on like half a half a wrist, half a face. Well, he's not, he's not playing games. No, no, no. I know, but when he does come back, he's going to come off a concussion, an orbital bone fracture, and a torn thumb ligament. Yeah, yeah. So, are, is Philly doomed? Are they done? Yeah, they're done. They're done. They're done. Okay. Yeah, they're done. In my opinion, you they're done. Any prayer against Miami today? No, no. Okay. Nope. Now, no. again, Spolstra is like such. I don't want to say that he's a better coach than Doc because Doc has his own accolades, right? But uh, Spolstra knows how to manage stars for longevity. Yeah. You know, I know that that in in Boston and and on the Clippers, he managed Rivers 
manage stars, but Folster had to manage LeBron, D Wade, and Foster. Uh, Bosch, yeah, right. Yeah. So, how, how many championships does uh, Spolster have? Two. Three. How many does Doc Rivers have? One. Two. One. Two. Eric, Eric Spolster has two championships, right? Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. And he, Rivers he, has, he has one. one as an assistant as well. He isn't. He doesn't. Spolster has one as an assistant. No, he wasn't the assistant when D Wade and Shaq won that title. That was all Pat Riley and, and oh, Dan Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think I think Eric Sprouse is a fantastic coach. I don't think he gets enough credit is what he should. As far as him being, I I think he's just as good as Doc Rivers, if not better. And Rivers so, is choked. I mean, on on multiple occasions, right? Yeah, choked, with some choked in Boston, choked in loaded. When, uh, when the we Clippers. mean loaded, 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 dude. Those Clippers. Yeah. Three All Stars, three All Stars, and a Six Man of the Year. The will. Yeah. I mean, you you look at Chris Paul. He he had Chris Paul for how long? And what did, what did Chris Paul do with Phoenix? He had Kawhi and uh, fucking Paul George. He couldn't get it yeah. done. So I don't I don't know and I, James Harden to me he's he's the quintessential yeah he's done I think I think Harden is toast now he's eating Philly cheesesteaks after every game home yeah. game and uh, <laughs> I think it's a wrap he's nah, fat he's, Harden now right now to me he's fat, fat Harden he's he's Khloe Kardashian Harden I think he got his money and he's right. like peace yeah. Um, the latest rumors on the air and also before uh, we got to get on to our next segments, but uh, the Jazz are probably breaking up as we see them. I don't know if Quinn Snyder is going to re-up and, and stay in Utah, but I'm hearing that they're looking to move to go there in the offseason. Him and Mitchell don't get along. They don't really care for each other. They think that they can rebuild around Donovan Mitchell and get rid of Rudy Gobert, who is a great defensive center, but he doesn't give them a lot offensively, and he doesn't get out on the wing. And he's uh, he has a hard time guarding athletic big men. So I don't know. I I I feel like I don't know what team. This was long time coming, man. Let's be. Uh, you know, it's been long time coming for the especially for the Jazz because you you can't make Gobert who is fine. I can understand the defensive player of the year. Those, those will definitely bolster your argument. He's not a max player by any means, you know. Um, in my opinion, you take like a dream on green, you might get similar, you know, uh, type of numbers, similar type of, you know, but like with the ability to space, yeah. you know, you, with Draymond, you have the ability to space, whereas Gobert, you, you don't. You know, I, I see Gobert as like a Roy Hibbert plus, honestly, really. I do. I think he's useless. I think he's well, completely the, useless. I think he'd be a good fit because this is a team that needs the defense. The Hawks? Oh, Chicago. Okay, yeah. Okay. They're saying that you could put Rudy Gobert in the middle there, and then you have Lonzo Alex Caruso on the wings. And DeMar yeah, you still, have, you still have Vucevic. You still have, uh, you know, Levine and DeRozan. Well, it, there's a rumor that Levine Kobe. wants to go to L.A. this year. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew that was coming. I, see, I, I could have seen that happening like years ago. Actually, I knew that that, yeah, that, that, that was going to be the case because that's what they need. They need instant offense, bro. They don't have that anymore. Yep. Nope. Well, the, the, nope. The, that that came out today that he's probably going to look at LA 
uh, when free agency hits. Who, Levine? Or do a sign-and-trade deal. Yeah, yeah, Levine. Do yeah. they have yep, Levine. money, though? Yeah, they got the money to do it. They showed a couple of contracts. They could do it. No, they're going to cut Westbrook or trade him. Just get rid of his contract. Go have the money. Go figure it out. Got two years at thirty-three million to pop. So you've got a lot of money left. If they cut him, if they cut him, they still got to eat the salary. Correct. And he's not going to buy out at this age. No, definitely not. He's going to become like a Luol Deng, an albatross of of a contract that gets passed from team to team until whoever. Decides to pay it off, can pay it off. And right? well, that's also another famous LA Laker massive terrible contract. Seventy two million dollars. Yep. <laughs> terrible. That's how terrible it was. Ridiculous. All right. Well that's what happens when you um, let the players run the show. That's true. Who all then got paid seventy two million dollars? That's like a shock to me. He's not even like tier three player in an, in my eyes, you know. Was yeah. was that the time like, that they were just signing anybody and everybody for all these huge money deals? Yeah, yeah. When he got that's, that that's contract, Noah got signed like a sixty-eight million dollar contract with the Knicks, and he played like one season. <laughs> yeah, they were just throwing money away a couple of years ago. I remember that. Like, wow. Yeah. That's what all the NFL players like. We're in the wrong sport. If this guy's getting paid mm-hmm. this much money, what are we doing wrong? Well, that's what you're starting to see now. You're starting to see all these wide receivers yeah. doing it. All these quarterbacks yeah. are doing it. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to be moving to the NFL, Mike? Yeah, we're moving over to the NFL. The draft obviously happened this past weekend. Uh, it's been completed. Um, some really good, uh, really good teams. Or some teams had some really good drafts. Sorry, Jets, Steelers, Ravens uh, all had great, great picks. Uh, really good drafts. I, I want to talk about, to me, there was two huge steals that happened in the draft uh, once it's all been said and done. I think, for for me, one of the first giant steals was N'Kobe Dean falling to Philadelphia in the third round. He had a first-round grade on him. They are all talking how great of a linebacker he is. Um Nobody knows he didn't. Nobody knows why he fell. Maybe it was just his position. They wasn't necessarily coveted, but he's the number nineteenth ranked player in the entire draft, and he went he went to the Eagles with pick eighty three. That's an absolute steal. And then I think for me on the other end, the other giant steal uh, that happened was the Steelers nabbing Calvin Austin in the fourth round, the receiver out of Memphis. Pittsburgh knows something about receivers. The, if you look at That's the last, for sure. That, that is 110% correct. They know how to develop, draft, look for the right receivers. They've turned, you know, garbage into gold over the years, you know. Uh, starting with Antonio Brown, to be honest with you. Right? But, he was a six-round pick, right? Before him, Santonio Holmes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but Brown was a six-round pick, right? What? Brown was like a fifth or a sixth round pick. Yeah. Yep. But you know, yep. Smith Schuster, um, Deontay Johnson. Now uh, he was like a mid round pick. Uh, they, then they've had like a. They've had a couple of busts, but like Martavius Bryant was good for a couple of years. He, they got yeah. him late as well. Yeah. So, I think those are two steals uh, that I that I've pegged that I and the Kobe Dean for sure, and then Calvin Austin I like a lot, especially going in the fourth round to uh, Pittsburgh is uh, is huge for them. So, 
Uh, we'll see how things turn out, man. Um, Josh, what did you think? I, I like uh, I, I like Tennessee's drafting of Malik Willis in the third round. I thought they got a Damn. steal. I, I really do. I mean, they had him as a first to second round grade. And you know you you know you can put him right behind Tannehill for a year or two, and then you got your quarterback. So oh, I I think yeah, they got a steal, especially I mean all, all the buzz was he was going to Pittsburgh in the first round, and he was going to Atlanta or Carolina. They were going to draft him. No one drafted him until yeah, the third round, and I think Tennessee got the steal. Okay, so we'll see if he develops because okay. that dude's got a cannon. Yeah. Oh, I think we got. I mean, to, to be to be fair, um, you know, Josh Paxton Lynch also had a cannon. He plays for the Arena Football League. Right Kyle Bowler, Kyle, Kyle Bowler too. <laughs> I think. Uh, hold on, guys. Do we have the famous Tommy sighting? Is he is he on the show now? He's been teasing us with the call in for months. Is he on all bases covered now? Do we do we have him live in studio? Is it, is it possible? First time caller, first time listener, boys. How you doing? For there first he time is. Asshole, Tommy, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've been listening for a quick minute here, and and I heard a couple of things. Right, you know, I, I am a Yankee fan. I'm also an asshole, and um, I just got one question for you. We guys. share that in common. We, we, we share that in common. <laughs> we share that in common, Tommy. So. I mean, you guys are both talking Westbrook and Kyrie, but nobody actually said, and I know this was a few segments ago, but nobody actually said who they would rather have on their team right now, current day. Kyrie Irving. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> you want eight turnovers a game, though? <laughs> hey, at least he'll play 82 games and he'll play his ass off for me. Unlike Kyrie, who's too busy staging the fucking court before he takes it and participating in fucking Ramadan and not eating anything all day. And then hey, listen, out. listen, just not, not for nothing. I'm not <laughs> saying, uh, you know, that I practice Ramadan, but uh, Hakeem Olajuwon practiced Ramadan as well, and he was hey, when Kyrie phenomenal. Team, when Kyrie leads the team to two rings and is a Hall of Famer like Hakeem, then he can, then he can practice Ramadan. Hell, he can fucking pray in a cave for all I care. But until then, until then, Kyrie, shut the fuck up. So, so Tommy, look like you gave Mike his balls after joining the the, the show because normally he doesn't usually get riled up like this. <laughs> you know, wow. you know, Mike, Mike and I have a long history, man. It doesn't take much to get him going. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Glad so, to Tommy, be on the show, your, though, what's boys. Your, what's your take on the draft, on. Tommy? Tommy, Tommy, what's your take on the draft? What's the steal? What's your steal of the draft? Oh, I, I, I know, man. Threw me right on the spot here. You know, I'm not sure that I, I saw a true steal in the draft. I didn't, I didn't go actually wow on, on any, any, you know, team's draft pick, you know, first round, second round, anything like that that kind of was really surprising to me. All right, so, so Tommy, well, what's your take on this? Is Ohio State – University, the new wide receiver you. It's been wide receiver you. It hasn't yeah, been. You know, I, I, I think they're, been, they're up and coming, now. right? They're they're up and coming. I would I would say they haven't earned it yet, but they're 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 getting close. I think LSU still has has wide receiver U title right now. 
But the, the crop of receivers that we have obviously coming out this year, Jackson Smith and Jigba comes out next year. And then after that, we got Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, you know, I, I, so we, we could easily take that wide receiver U spot. Yeah, uh, I think Alabama. I think I, I, I thought it was Alabama for a few years. I, I thought they surpassed LSU on, on the wide receivers. Because you look at some of these wide receivers in the NFL that came from Alabama, and they're studs. They are straight studs. If, does Clemson not make that list? Clemson had studs too, no? Well, Clemson, yeah, Clemson had DeAndre Hopkins, and they had Sammy Watkins, and they had, oh, God knows who. Whoa, 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 um, Sammy Watkins is a stud? Come on, man. Yeah. Not in, <laughs> I mean, a, in a stud in college, but not in the NFL. Yeah. And, and now you've got DeAndre that. Hopkins. Maybe he was only good for the, taking them roids. What? Getting them PEDs. Well, yeah, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't need to touch on the for DeAndre Hopkins, but, yes. I... He was taking all the Texans too, man. Let's be real. What's that? He was taking them on the Texans as well. I don't know, man. I don't know. Come on, guys. <laughs> listen, listen the, Texans, the Texans conditioning coach got busted for giving Peds, Tommy Peds, to, 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 oh, all, yeah. to all the you know the players. <laughs> Is this the oh, massage okay. therapy that they had? <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, yeah, it, it must have been part like an alternate program to the massage, massage therapy. You know, either you can go get the pads or you can, you know, go get a handy. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, right. you guys are you guys are too good, man. Right. <laughs> hey, real quick, let's talk. I want to talk some fantasy football, guys. You know, Tommy and Josh, you're in our league. And I fucking hate discussing fantasy football because I don't want you guys to know my insights for the young, upcoming season. But I want to ask you guys, top rookies, who are you guys looking at as guys that could be taken in, let's say, the first seven rounds or so? Is there anybody? Man, that's probably a tough one. Because I'm a big fan of Sky Moore, uh, the receiver out of Western Michigan. He got taken by the Chiefs. I'm also pretty high on James Cook, the running back that Buffalo took. Um, I, I really like James Cook, and I also like Brees Hall quite a bit, um, uh, who, who went to the Jets. I think he's going to, unfortunately, make Michael Carter an afterthought. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably say Drake London down in Atlanta just because he's going to be the main wide receiver down there especially with with being in PPR. Um, probably uh, the, the wide receiver that Green Bay took. That will be another one. Watson. Okay. Watson. And then uh, Burke that Tennessee took, he's going to take over for A.J. Brown. And I think he'll be a day one starter right away. I don't so. think he'll be good day. Go ahead, Tommy. Yeah, we lost Tommy. Okay, all right. No, 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 I'm I'm still here. I'm here. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, I don't know. Do I'm sorry. (laughs) Are you furiously googling on your phone who was drafted? (laughs) Pretty much. Um. (laughs) This. 
and, and didn't he win our our fantasy football championship this year? I, I, I did, and I'm, I'm going to repeat. I'm going to repeat. Hey, did did your wife do your picks this year? Because we know Dude, it was you. Here's the, here, here's the secret to all of it. All right, you don't do your research until like two weeks out from the draft. I mean that that's how you win. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> So what you're saying is your wife did your fantasy football team this year. Yeah, we, we chose based on colors and team names. <laughs> of course she <you> did. <laughs> of course she <you> did. <laughs> it worked out pretty well this year, didn't it, boys? I, although I still don't have a belt. I don't know where the belt is, but I still don't have it. Green it probably green was leaf. jizzed on by Louie, and then Jeremy jizzed on it. So you'll probably get jizzed on here in a little bit. Let's not. Okay. Let's. Hey, hey, Tommy and Josh, can one of you guys please beat Mike? You know, and let's like, you know, get him to shut up about how many times he's won the championship in your league, because that's all I hear every single time we talk about your league. Hey, did you know? Hey, that I anybody can win with times. two teams, bro, bud. <laughs> now the truth is coming out. <laughs> We're still on this. Still on this. Josh is the master of recycling jokes from 12 years ago. Hey, it works every single year too. Hey, hey, for for Louis instead of Peds, it's Pets performance enhancing teams. <laughs> Dick, all of you. Um, all right, well, we're, we're coming off NFL now. All right, we're gonna round into our final, our our final. Uh, our final segment here. We're skipping Stanley Cup playoffs. I had the Stanley Cup playoffs to talk about. Then I realized not a goddamn one of us know anything about hockey. Unless, Sam, you're an avid hockey fan up there in Detroit, which... Absolutely fucking not. (laughs) All I know is the Florida teams are freaking amazing right now. The Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes. All I know is that I'm just watching... I think I heard Ovechkin's name in a rap song before, so... I think I, he's he's close to doing something, right? Yeah, he's very good. He's really good, really good player. That's all I know. <laughs> I think he scored like 500 goals in his career or something crazy. Like he's that. like nearing like a record of some sort, you know. Like I think like top three, top five. Yeah, all time. I think he's second on the scoring list now. I think he's just behind Gretzky. Wow. Yeah, wow. dude's dude's legit. Um, it's kind of funny. I guess there's a new guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, that's doing really well this year, and they're trying to compare him to Ovechkin and say he's better. I'm like, Ovechkin's been doing this for 15, 16 years, and he's been doing it. He's only got one year behind his belt, and he's done this well. Give me some longevity Ovechkin. first before you start t- talking about being the greatest. Ovechkin is third on the list for most goals ever. Gretzky has 894, Gordy Howe has 801, and Ovechkin has 780. Yeah, he's no, a so best team will pass that done, next yeah? year. Season's done. Yeah, next year. Okay. He's still got some time, but he's passed. He passed Yager and Brett Hall this season. Yeah. See, only I know I know Yager name only. That's all I literally know about Yammer Yager. That's literally <laughs> it. I just know his name. Played for the Penguins. Yeah. He yeah, did. And then as far as points go. Ovechkin is 20th on the list in total points, although he will probably, if he plays next season, he'll probably move up into the top 15 before all said and done. But Gretzky, this is crazy, man. 
Gretzky has two. How long has that record stood for, dude? That's pretty nuts, no? It's got to be for a while because Gretzky, but think about yeah. this. Gretzky's got 2,857 points. That's, that's goals and assists combined, okay? And the next closest person who's retired, Yamir Yager, is at 1,900 points. This dude is is, is almost a, is is almost a thousand points behind Gretzky, which would be like another five or six seasons of. And then the closest active player, the closest active player is Ovechkin, who's twentieth. And Ovechkin to get anywhere near Gretzky would probably have to play at another high level for another eight to ten years. Not possible. Possible. Nope. I don't, I, it's not, no, it's one of those Jerry Rice records, man. That that are like super hard to beat. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna beat it. Yeah, and I, I don't know how old Ovechkin is, but uh, I, I feel like he's getting. He's 36. He's 36 years old, so he's probably got what four. Hockey players play usually till like the 43. Like, man, they can pull, they could pull it past the 40s. Yeah, I, I would say. Uh, I think he's only gonna play for like two or three more years, is what he said. Okay. Yeah, so he's not. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have enough teeth to keep playing. So, I was about to say, I think he's only got three <laughs> teeth left. So, <laughs> he's definitely got an expensive dental plan. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, all right, so moving on to the last segment, boys. Um, I want to talk real quick, Tommy. This will be a familiar story for you. You guys are going to have a field day with making fun of me for this, but phobias here. I am like I am like severely terrified of spiders. Like it is bad. I, I yeah, I've seen it firsthand too. What's that? I've seen it firsthand as well. Yes, you have. So today, today, boys, I'm I, I'm finishing working out and I'm going back into my office in the basement to to charge my headphones. And I look down, and there's this giant fucking wolf spider. In my office. It, this thing is huge. This thing is about the size of a half dollar. Okay? It's massive. And I freeze. I can't move. And, Tommy, you saw this in our apartment. I couldn't move. And I was frozen there. I'm sweating. My heart is racing. I couldn't even, like, go to the bathroom to fucking uh, get toilet paper. I yell for my wife to help me, and my mother-in-law comes down in the ultimate bit of shame and kills the spider for me because I couldn't move. <laughs> and this is, like, elite-level embarrassing. I'm 40 years old, and I can't kill a fucking spider. But I was fucking just trapped. And then I realized if I moved to Florida in a couple of years, I could deal oh, with Oh, you're fucked, bro. You're like, completely fucked. <laughs> Some, some things never change there, buddy. after all. Some things never change. I remember coming home from the bar where we, we had our, host, or our apartment together, and we saw this massive spider crawl into your room, and you were telling me to go kill it. And I, I was like, fuck it, dude. It's not my room. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, good night, dude. <laughs> good luck with that shit. No, I, I mean, I had a similar story, Louie. I'm not going to lie. Yours was at least in your room. I was on the shitter, and okay. you never know what's behind the shitter because you're not looking. And you sit down, and you do your business, and then all of a sudden you look up, and there's a freaking big-ass wolf spider right next to your foot. You're like, oh, my God. 
I fucking screamed like a little bitch. The wife came out like, what the fuck's going on? Fucking spider. So let me tell you a funny spider story that happened like just a couple of days ago since we're talking about spiders real quick. So I, I'm blind as a bat. So I wake up in the morning and uh, my, my wife ties these little elastic bands on my daughter's hair. So, you know, they're on the ground every once in a while. They're rubber. Right. So I go to, I, you know, I'm looking. I got the light on. I try to kick, you know, the, 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 the elastic piece away and it, and it jumped from the carpet <laughs> to the bathroom door. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's not supposed to be moving. So I ran and got my glasses. Again, a wolf spider the size of a half dog. What did I do? I stepped on it. I dealt with spiders crawling up on my legs. While I was driving, I went to go reach for a Kleenex. Had a spider crawl up on my arm. What did I do? Squeeze my hand until the, squ- until the oh. spider like dies in my hand, pretty much. <laughs> so, that's so, spiders, that's so you know, spiders don't, in, don't right? freak me out as much. Say it again? I said that's that's those peds kicking in, right? You just just of master course, human it works strength. overtime. It works, <laughs> it works it works overtime, man. When that happens, everything slows down, and I'm like, I know exactly what the fuck to do. I do. I I I don't know. I I I have some phobias that I got, I've gotten over, like my fear of heights. But spiders is not one of them. Spiders, I, dude, I just freeze, and I don't know if there's some kind of hypnotherapy I can take to get this shit away, because it's sad. It is sad that I I was frozen like a child. I, I just, oh my god, it was embarrassing. It was, it was probably one of the hey. lowest points of my day today. <laughs> hey, Mike, I, I got your favorite uh, person sitting right next to me. Let her tell you how afraid I am of spiders. Here, here's Paige. Okay. He's very okay. scared. <laughs> you heard it first. Is it a September birthday thing that people born in September uh, just are terrified of spiders? Because I, I, I will I, tell you, I will tell you the exact reason why I'm so fucking scared of spiders is when I was a kid, that movie Arachnophobia came out. Yeah. And as a kid, yes. you watched it, and you see these fucking spiders jump at you, and you know if they bite you, you're fucking dead. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Ever since that, scared the yeah. shit with the spider. Right. See, if you were, if you, so you, see, the difference is if you were using the pad, you'd be like, oh, sweet, I might just turn into Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it were. Or, like or that. when that shit gets swollen, you know, really bad from that spider bite, those pads help with that too. Of course. Yeah, see, I mean, you, you, you guys are talking about like. When you guys are talking about these spiders, too, that you're seeing in your houses, what, they're half-dollar size, right? When I grew up down at my mom's house, we they lived in the woods. These wolf spiders were, with the legs, were about the size of a dollar. That's how yeah. big and long they were that we were around. So, fuck that shit. So, so I'll burn some shit down next time. Real quick. Oh, my bad. The reason why I'm not scared of spiders at all is because, like, when I was a kid, we had uh, we went to this, like, uh, I don't know, it's a science center of some sort. They got snakes, they got spiders, all kinds of shit, right? So they, they had a large tarantula, which you could hold in your hand, and it crawls up, like, your arm and stuff like that. So I, I did it, and I touched the snake, and I was like, okay, I'm cool. I'm cool with both of them. I'm, I'm all right. So, Louie, would no you thanks. ever do that? Would you ever let a tarantula crawl on you? Fuck no. As we are talking about this, I'm feeling things crawling on my neck and I'm having like this anxiety as we speak right now. So I <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
So, so let me let me tell you one more quick spider story before we go. So in Jersey, again, they also have spiders in the fall when they come out, right? So me and my buddy, obviously, we're we're hitting the pads outside. It's fall evening. There's a massive, again, half dollar size spider, and my friend hates spiders as well, so he stomps on it. As soon as he stomps on it, a like literally like a thousand baby spiders nope. pop out. Nope, nope. Yep. Oh, them uh, are literally fun. Literally, a thousand baby spiders just like pop right out of her, and they were crawling all over the place, man. Okay, we're changing subjects now. We're switching gears here. <laughs> Final <laughs> spiders right now. All right. There's two things I wanted to talk about. There, one is NIL at the college level, but also uh, something uh, that there's been a lot of rumors going around now. Uh, and um, Jack Swarbrick, Swarbrick, the AD for Notre Dame, has basically said that by 2033, college football is not going to be recognizable the way we know it now. So I want to touch on that before we get to the NIL stuff. Um, but basically – I'm hearing rumors right now of about 32 schools made up mostly of schools from the Big Ten, the SEC, and the Pac-12 that are going to go to their own separate conference, basically. And then they're going to break up into regional divisions, much like the NFL. So, you'll have 32 teams, and you'll have eight regional divisions. Um, So basically, uh, from what I'm hearing, one division would be like Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Michigan State. Another division would be Nebraska, Oklahoma, um, uh, Iowa, and uh, Wisconsin. And then you would have, in another division, you would have, like, Texas, Texas A&M, Arkansas, and maybe, like, LSU. And then it would all be very regional. And I don't – and then basically all the other teams, they would stay in the NCAA as we know it with, uh, with like, the Big 12 and the American and the Conference USAs. But basically we would get this separate semi-professional conference made up of – these 32 teams that uh, are basically saying, okay, as an entity for sports, we're separate from the university, but we have the name of the university attached to us, but we're basically not a college football team. So you're just an expansion team at that point. But yeah, you're basically like a separate semi-pro yeah, you're you're going to be what the G League and NBA is basically what it is. So these kids can play a couple years, so they don't they can go in the NFL right after. Yep, I guess that's kind of what they're they're leaning to. I guess so. I mean, and then saturate the draft really. Well, so yeah, the thirty team super conference that's broken up into like eight divisions or so. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, like I the, can the see USFL. college football. Yeah. What? So I was just going to say, I mean, that, that kind of just sounds like what the USFL is trying to, trying to put together, right? You know, that, that mid-major step for college athletes that don't make, can't make it to the pros quite yet, a place to develop. Right. It I, sounds I like triple-A, double-A, you know, when it comes uh, to baseball, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think the, the death of college football is coming, especially with the NIL. 
Uh, you got the transfer rules. I mean, these yeah. kids can now sign, sign, say, hey, I'm going to go to Ohio State. You know what? No, I'm not going to be the starter. I'm going to transfer. I'm going to go to Texas. Oh, wait. I'm not going to be the starter here. I'm going to transfer to Alabama. And, but it's I mean, worse they allow these kids to do that now, and it's just it's harming college football. But it's even it, worse than that because it, um, Pittsburgh. Okay. Go ahead, Tommy. No, sorry, I was just going to say, but so does the transfer portal harm the better teams? Let's say in college football right now, like the Bama's, Ohio State, whomever, or does it help? the the other tier maybe that tier 1a type of team right get get some better players that aren't going to start at these you know elite programs i think it's helping everybody i don't think it's hurting any one place i because alabama the, the kids that go in the portal that are from alabama are guys that usually can't cut it at college and you see it when they transfer other places they don't tend to work out very well but it's even worse than this now with the NIL. Pittsburgh uh, lost a Blitnikoff receiver. He just entered the portal, and it's rumored he's going to USC. There's, it's widely believed but unable to be proven that USC reached out to him with a massive NIL deal, which is tampering, and it's illegal. But there's no way they can prove it. It's and, the Wild West of, of that kind of, you know. Yeah, and, and, now, and really. that's my whole point. It, it is a Wild West. I, I think that's – Exactly what I what my point was is you have all these transfer rules. Hey, you know what? You come here, I'll get you this big deal, and we'll call it the end of the day. Well, how do you how do you think that Texas A and M pulled in the recruiting recruiting class that they just got? Right? I mean, did they have what six or seven five stars? They paid for it. They paid forty million dollars for it and nil money. I mean, they got some huge sponsors down there. I mean, that, they keep building that stadium, that whole practice facility. I mean, hell, they probably have better facilities than the Bengals do. And they're an NFL team. Well, I just have to. But I don't know that you can. Go ahead. I'm not sure that you, you can pull now the the uh, the NIL away from. I mean, you can't pay the players right, and then try to save college football five years down the road and not pay them. So what's, what's the solution? You got to limit the NIL. You got to put some structure in place. You got to say, listen, um, you got to make sure there's no tampering. I I also think that it's got to be put in there that uh, you're not eligible to discuss any NIL agreements until you signed with that school. And then, then you can start using your name, image and likeness for things got to be at least signed there and then if i was the boosters i'd write it in if you transfer you don't get dipped we're i'm gonna pay I'm, uh, yeah i'll promise you two million dollars to come here but that's paid out over four years and if you transfer early you you lose out on that money well i mean the only reason why q and L, q and ellers went to ohio state to skip this high school season was to get that nil money that was the only reason right. he couldn't go to texas because the whole texas law but he can go somewhere else, play for a year, get out of high school, play for the year for the college, then transfer right yeah. back. That kid knew what he exactly what he was doing. He wasn't stupid. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll make a million dollars not playing high school football. I'll I'll go practice with a Ohio State team, and then I'll go back to Texas where I can get a huge NIL deal. Right. 
That makes sense. I think the end goal I mean, is it, still it to make really it does. an NFL team, right? The, right. End goal, the end goal is to make it into an NFL team. They're now making it easier as far as the, what route you can take to get there. Yeah. True. All right, guys, that is all the time we have. Thank you, Josh, and thank you, Tommy, for calling in. Uh, Tommy, for sure. What's that? I said Tommy, Damn, I'm sure. We finally had a Tommy sighting. Yeah, we finally got a Tommy sighting. So hopefully yeah. Tommy, you'll, you'll be able to future and other in other shows basically tommy stop being a dick and show up on the show yeah <laughs> yeah tommy tough crowd tough crowd <laughs> tough crowd hey you know what at least maybe during football season okay when there's more of your knowledge base to talk about i know that you really don't follow any other sports tommy so mostly you know i, I know you're following you know that, that female sport called soccer i mean you know beach volleyball doesn't count tommy right yeah <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, why aren't we talking a little soccer, right? I mean, there is more than two pro teams now in Cincinnati, so. That's you know, right. That, and what, FCC is actually uh, winning some games this year. Yeah, well. The MLS is like the D League of, of, or G League of, of English Premier League, you know, soccer in Europe. Very true. Yeah, when, when MLS moves the needle a little bit more, then we can talk about this on this show. So you're, so you're saying basically they're the Nebraska of of uh, the MLS. Okay, no big deal, right? Well, I think that's all the time we have, folks. <laughs> on that Nebraska note. <laughs> on that note. All right, with the new theme, uh, courtesy of Young Blonde, I think was that the name? What, what do we? What was the person's name that did our theme song, Sam? Very various blonde. No shit. Various blonde. Yeah, thank you. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Courtesy of Various Blonde, uh, our new theme song uh, for the podcast. Uh, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back on Friday. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Hey, you'll, you'll never get any sponsors if you don't know who gave you the stuff. That's true. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> All this is good.